0: This is Dr. Will Wong, and you're listening to Motivation and Muscle, streaming radio 24 7 with your host, Eric Fiorello. Bravo! The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor as a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation & Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Hi, this is Eric Fiorello and I want to welcome you to Motivation & Muscle Streaming Radio. 24-7. 24-7. Today, believe it or not, is the 4th of December 2019. Um, it's 11:06 here on the East Coast up in upstate New York. Uh, we got the great John McCain coming in with me momentarily. It's snowing here, if you haven't heard, like you wouldn't believe. Maybe I'll get some pictures later because I got to go out to the gym. Um, 21 inches. And as I was telling John, I was scheduled to train on Monday night. But um, I think I've done like three times of the training in the last two days between shoveling cars, uh, 95 feet up and down with the snow blower, which is gigantic. Um, I was telling John, we got like another foot last the night before on top of everything else. I go to get the cars out, they're stuck because there's like ice underneath, and you know, 12 inches of snow. Finally get him out in the street after I shoveled the whole front of the house again. Can't get him in. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Go out, get the bruiser, fire that monster up, cleared the whole driveway. Cars went right in, like I said, like it was a summer day. Um, Pretty interesting stuff, let me tell you. And one thing I have found, especially from the rack training, the stuff just felt like nothing. I had plenty of gas because, as we talked about on our last show on Power Rack Training Volume 2, which, if you haven't listened to it, go out and listen to that, Volume 1, and go out and listen to Welcome to the Family with John. Just absolutely jaw-dropping shows. I'm here to tell you, the stuff works. If you've been paying attention, I haven't talked a lot about it with Dennis, we're cutting him down like a tree, literally. He's dropped almost 40 pounds. We got a goal for this weekend. We're going to get damn close, if not meet it, and it might even be a month earlier than when we planned on this. I am re-educating his mind, and that's going to be something we're going to get into today, John and I. But in the meantime, stand up, take a deep breath through your nose, out through your mouth. And repeat after me, I am a winner, I am a champion, I am unstoppable. Why? Because that's what we are. We are Damage Inc. here, believe me. And I'm telling you, man, we're going to get more and more ferocious in 2020 like you've never seen. I'm doing so many things, I'm reading so many things, listening to so many things, going out and working them. Prosperity is here, baby. And if you love Eminem... It's going to be bigger and better ever in 2020. So all I'll tell everybody, the favor I'll ask you among a few today is this. If you love this show and you're getting stuff out of it, start putting some positive energy right into it when you're listening. Say to yourself, say to the universe how great this show is, how it can help people. This is what I'm telling you, because this will push us out places we've never been before. And if you think I'm kidding you, take it up. Take the bed up with me. That's what we need to do. If you listen to these shows and you like them, go out and pass them out everywhere. I know people on Facebook. They, I, I send them a note. Please push the show out to your friends. So it's not a big deal, but it is a big deal because we want national radio in 2020. National radio. That's what we're going to be. Also, too. Go out to uh, com, Winners and Champions, Inc. That is our premier product. It's digital download. Go out for Christmas especially. Purchase it. You won't go wrong. There's enough material in there to last you a lifetime. Also, too, another way to get fully involved here is to get involved and become part of the team here, of the show, where you would contribute. You invest in m M&M. m um, it's called Prosperity Consciousness on Fiorella Barbell Co. There's a 25 50 and $100 investment. Now, when you invest, do it as family and friends. Because if you don't, they take a fee out. And why give the fee to PayPal? Bring it in here, and we'll invest it in M&M and FBC. And I thank all the people lately who have come in. I'm not giving names or even initials unless you give me permission. But believe me. I thank you all for it, and let's continue the pace with this. Keep giving, and we're going to keep giving back ten times more. Also, to go out to motivation, oh yeah, go out to motivation muscle um, slash category slash podcast. It is it's MotivationMuscle.com slash po- category slash podcast. I got other things on my mind, so I've got to stop thinking about these other things. Um, Go out and look at all the shows we've done. This will be the fourth show with John, and we'll have a fifth one this month because we'll be doing Power Rack Training Volume 3. But this is something that was kind of spurred on. John and I have talked about this a lot offline. Dr. Wong was on here the other day and brought it up with me, and he said, you have hit the nail on the head with this. So we're going to talk about it. And we're waiting. We're going to try to get a three-way show. If not this month, it'll probably be in January with John, Dr. Wong, and I, if we can work out time parameters. And I'm sure we could as everybody here is very amenable to the cause here. Also, too, sign up for our free newsletter. goes right out of my MailChimp account. You know how we are with content. We are loaded, and I give it all. I don't hold anything back. That's how you do things. Also, too, another way to invest in here, you know, we are hammering out downloads. Come on in here and invest and advertise with Motivation Muscle. Um, The rates are very, very reasonable, and if you know me, for the next 25 years, we're just going to be kicking ass all the way. Come on in here. We'll push your brand. You'll you'll give us the capital where we can invest more and more in everything here. And don't forget about our YouTube channel, Fiorello Barbell Company. Real men, real strength, real power. On that note, I'm going to give you some information on John. Number one, let's bring this up here. John's turning a young 74 this December has been competing in all aspects of the Iron Game for 57 years. He's lifted in hundreds of meets, having won national titles in Master's Age Olympic-style weightlifting and powerlifting, and acquired nine world titles in IAWA, that's all-around weightlifting, currently holding 335 USAWA national all-around records as a retired middle school math teacher, With a master's degree in guidance and counseling, John put to good use all the writing required in college by self-discovery articles published in about every available strength journal. He was quite involved with the sport during the golden age of power rack training in the 1960s and has continually trained, researched, and written about the dynamic system ever since. And before I bring John in, too... You know, as I told everybody, I discovered John through Hard Gainer, which was a real good magazine for a few years, Um, and I couldn't believe when I was reading his articles, you know, especially like at that time, you know, I was starting to gravitate more and more with like obviously what paul anderson did but doug hepburn was a big mark on me too especially with the rack work and he had all these little pamphlets there, like these little binded uh they almost look like short notebooks with all kinds of great information very simple a lot of diagram um incredible and then i discovered john through hard gainer and the singles and all the different things he was doing, whether it was dumbbells. And then, you know, I learned all about squat pull-ups and Leonard Schwartz, Dr. Leonard Schwartz, and on and on and on. And Roger LaPointe, who's been on the show, he was the first guest ever on here, knew John personally, and we had talked about it. And I reached out to John, and we've been doing stuff together since. I talked to him a lot offline. He is my mentor, one of only a few Um, And we are doing some magnificent stuff with Power Rack Training. We're going to talk today about brain power. And this was something I said in the beginning. John and I have talked about it quite a bit. Dr. Wong brought it up Friday and really kind of um, set my brain a little bit on fire again about it. We're going to talk about what we're up to. Um, I'm not going to get into too much, but we are going to have two new bars done again to prototype. When John comes here, he'll get two different bars. Um, we're on to some pretty, pretty big stuff here. And I don't believe anybody has even done what we're doing right now. And I don't believe we even come close to the zenith yet. And that even goes, in no disrespect to York Barbell, way back in the 60s when John was around, the golden era. You know, Ziegler, all of them, Hoffman. They did some great stuff, but I think we're up to much better. And we're going to find out. We're going to find out a lot this summer. So, John, I know that was a long one. But welcome back, brother. Um, It's always an honor to have you on, and I can never thank you enough for all you've done for me, long before I even met you, sir. So welcome to the show, brother. Thanks, Eric.
1: Let's get going on this and talk about brain power. I'm not sure that I have any left, but uh, (laughs) there there might be a few neurons firing up there. Uh, The big thing is, as you mentioned, uh, you have to be thinking in this game.
0: Mm -hmm. Well... And this was what really brought it on. You and I have talked about this. I think we even hit about this a little bit on Volume 2 of Power Rack. And the things that we have been doing, we haven't talked a lot about. We have just scratched, and we're not going to get into it super deep. But we're playing around with some things with the Power Rack I've never done before. Now, John has suggested a lot of things to me, things he's done I've told him some of the things I'm doing and planning on doing. I believe that this power rack training literally sets your mind on fire. Now, John made the reference a few minutes ago to thinking. Well, if you don't think, you're not going to be around long. Let's put it that way. Or you're just going to be like everybody else who's walking around, spout. You know, that was something we talked about the other day with Jed Johnson. There's so many people out there spouting this, that, and the other thing they've done. Or they're inventing this and that. And I'll tell you right now, nothing against any of them. But let me tell you something. You want to gain and be powerful? Power rack. But not just going and saying, oh, I just put a load on me and that's it. Yep, might help you a little bit. But it's not what we're talking about here. And when you get under these weights, all right, we're talking dead stop. For anybody... Look, the gentleman that sent me a note, I'm not going to give his name. I told John about him already, and I'm sure there's a lot of them out there right now scratching their head. We've got people that, they call themselves novices. I don't. And they said to me, I don't understand a lot of the stuff you're talking about. I've never done it. I would like to learn how to do it. Can you bring it down to my level? Well, we can to a point, but as I said, you're going to have to contact myself or John I'm going to charge you to do it, all right? I I want to make that up front because what we're doing here, there's nobody giving us this at all. And I don't mind. I'll help anybody, okay? John's helped me plenty. A lot of other people have come in my life. But this stuff is like nothing you've ever done. So my point of this, and I'm going to give it right to John, is this. As you begin to get into this type of training, When you're under a big, huge weight, you know, what I try to do when I come in, I do three, two things. I always stamp my feet before I get under the bar. I take three deep breaths. The third one, I suck down and swallow, basically. And as I'm under that thing positioning, because you got to know where you are or you're going to come up uneven on one side or not come up at all, is you start to move it. You let that, that breath out and you're either standing up or you're not now to do that stuff your brain is working overtime now i've already said this and i'm going to keep saying it two things the way this new bar is dynamically set up you're going to have two things working in your favor at all times and we've talked about this many times the feet connect right to the brain it's like a lead wire that gets hot the hands Same thing. The way these bars are being built, obviously, you're going to have major hand contact with them. And when you see the second bar that's being built, your eyeballs are going to blast out of your head. Okay? So, I'm going to give this right to John, and he can get fired up, is this. When you are firing through those feet and those hands that way, and your concentration is just absorbed... OK, you know, I've talked about this energy everywhere. You got to create your own energy. You got to go in and get your own psych or you do like I do, where I've yelled John's name, Paul Anderson's name, Steve Jack, whatever it is to make you mentally fire because you're building new neurons and we're going to get in as deeply as you're doing this. Take it away, John.
1: Well, you've mentioned a couple things, but uh before I get into the, talking about some of the mental aspects. Yep. You had mentioned, uh, and it, it seems surprising to me, about swallowing the breath yep. before you begin a lift. Actually, uh, I thought I invented this, but of course I didn't. Uh, way back when I was power lifting yeah. and everything, it was a common thing for a person coming out to do a squat to take deep breaths Hold that breath in their chest, blow the chest out, and then squat. And then I started thinking from some of my martial arts training and the Far East philosophy that you have better balance, better thought, everything goes better if you swallow that breath and place it in your stomach. Mm -hmm. Now, this centers you, uh, particularly in a squat, if you breathe – deeply into the chest. Oh, it looks good and everything. But the fact is, it throws you off balance. Yes. Uh, But if you swallow it into the gut, uh, you can both think and lift with a lot better balance and centering. Mm -hmm. And this goes right into your uh, mental powers as well. Uh, Mm -hmm. The Far East thought they would call this uh, the uh, chi power. Uh, and it works especially for the power rack because you're really handling huge bondages. If you would breathe deeply into the chest uh, when you were trying to do a rack squat, you're in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it, that breath should be below you and the bar, and this centers everything. Okay, then uh, in turn, you can think better into applying it because you don't have to worry about uh, balance and everything throwing you off. Everything is thought toward completing the lift. And of course your body is better stabilized to do that. But the other thing you mentioned is uh, about people starting this material in the power rack, and actually worrying, well, I don't understand exactly the mechanics behind it. Mm-hmm. Hey, guess what? None of us understood it at first. Yeah. Back when I was doing it, uh, very few people applied this to powerlifting uh, as such. And I had to sort of take what Ziegler and Bill March, uh, Lou Rickey had done toward Olympic lifting. Yep and then apply that to powerlifting. Now, it wasn't that much difference because a lot of the original power rack material was basically power-oriented. They did squats, deadlifts, presses. Uh, so this was all power stuff anyway, as as this should well be. And you really have to get your head into doing that. But the fact is that when people say, Well, I don't understand exactly what's going on, what Eric and John are trying to tell us. So I'm going to wait for a while until that show comes out where uh, I finally will understand it. Don't wait. No. Okay, try it because the mental portion of that will have you thinking immediately. Mm -hmm. You will either like something that you're doing in the rack or you'll start saying – you know, I would like this if I did it a little bit different. Yeah. You may discover something that none of us have seen before.
0: Well, that and that's the big idea with all this. You know, and and if I was going to tell any of these people that have sent stuff in to me is this. Find the mid if you if you ha- and don't do it without a power rack, all right? I don't care if you find one at a gym or you own one. Grab an Olympic bar or whatever you want to use, I don't. it doesn't matter. Whatever it is that will fit in the power rack, get it at the midpoint of the lift, okay? So you'll have to have probably somebody there looking at you. Mark the hole that you would start it off the rods and move it whatever you want to do, two inches, four inches, six inches, and use an empty bar and start working it that way. Now if of course it's going to be too light for you. All right? I know that. I got it. But let me tell you something and John just said the same thing as me. You know, you've got to start somewhere. Don't wait for our 20th show and say, "Holy shit, I got it." And it's a year later. All right? The point of the matter is now start making contact. That's what we talked about brain power. Get yourself in there with an empty Olympic bar. Move it the proper steps. All right. Maybe you want to move it two holes. It's a start. Put your rods in, tighten them. Put the put the pin in the back. Check your pins on your on your beginners. I mean, safety is paramount here. Always. John and I have talked about. That's something we'll probably hit about on the other show. I use three quarter inch heater hose from cars. I go to the auto parts store. Get a number of lengths of it, cut it, slice it down the center, goes right over the rods. So why? Because I I don't care one way or the other, but I'm more thinking of the bar because I have good bars. And they'll slide if you don't have it. You want to put that. A lot of people use like foam. They, I remember reading a thing years ago. They're using the foam that they wrap roll bar, uh, a roll. I think it's a roll bar, like in a stock car, with. So if you hit it, you don't crash your head totally. You can do that. But my point of the matter is, start setting that stuff all up, especially in your mind. Start coming off the rods. I would put the same thing on the rods with the heater hose. Come off that thing, tight. You know, set yourself up perfect. Move up how many holes you want to go. And on your third set, think about one, two, three. Third set, do a push of anywhere from three to six seconds. I don't mean something that goes one, two, three. I'm talking like you you push against it, and it's like you can feel your whole body involved. That's how I would start out. Now, as you're doing things like that, and we're creating all this brain power, you know, that's what Dr. Wong and John and I have talked about. And that's what Dr. Wong said to me last week. You know, I don't know if he was doing it or doing it with somebody. I think he was. And he said, when we talked about the neurons, you're creating new neurons, you're creating these new pathways. He goes, you hit it right on the mark. I said, look, there's no way you can do that kind of stuff. John talked about you got to learn how to think and breathe. The thinking and breathing are great. You have to have them. But you 've got to when you 're up against the wall with those things, I like doing them like as hard as I can. why, in my mind's mind 's mind i 'm creating brand new neurons, new pathways, and you know what they 're signaling to my body you 're as strong as the biggest stone that 's sitting out there in the world, the biggest tree out there in the world, the biggest mountain out there in the world. You start thinking about that and getting vision in, your, in front of you. I can, I can look at things now right in front of me that aren't there and say this is where I am. I'll tell you something quick, and I'm going to go to John. John knows all about this. I was messing around with a, a, a bar. I'm not even going to get into size or anything. It's all part of what we're talking about with this whole new bar setup we're going to have with the power rack. And this thing was a monster. And I've never done anything dead stop with it or a push. So, I said, I'm going to do this tonight. It wasn't even scheduled. It was for the the mid bar. I said, I got to do this. Got to do this. Now, that stuff all firing off in my head. Why? I don't know. I didn't think of it maybe a half an hour before I walked out to the gym. So, I load this beast up. I go into my third set. It was 4.05. I came off those rods like a fucking shotgun, and I moved it four inches because this thing is so big and mammoth, it's got to be spread that far to be able to do your push because you won't fit it under a set of rods, the the above rods. It's too big. I pushed that thing so friggin' hard, man, and I was like so proud. I came down with it. I was like, holy shit, I did this. So... I'm out doing stuff the next day, and I'm, I feel great. Mid-afternoon, man, I'm like, holy shit. It felt like something hit me right across the head a hundred times, and it was big. Didn't want to eat. All I wanted to do was sleep. It engaged my hip girdle like never before and lower back. I, it was to the point where it was really hard to sit because of all that pressure you're putting on everything. So I slept, I cold showered over and over, did stim, slept on my earth pulse, the whole thing. So it lasted about another day or half a day. And then suddenly I started feeling better and better. And the stuff was clearing out of the hips, The, the obviously the hip girdle, the lower back. And I was like, wow. So I tell John this and I said, you know, he says, well, you know, you need, you need to think about maybe taking a few more days in between sessions and dropping some stuff. I said, well, point taken. Well taken. As I have a tendency to just go barrel ass into everything. This stuff is not made to barrel ass with a bunch of stuff with it. It's just you don't need it. So I decide. I talked to John before we came on, and, and I talked to him a little before to see if he wanted to do a show. And I said, I'm going to take – 12 days off, which I haven't done, and I couldn't tell you how many years. I'm just going to let everything get back where it is, get my mind real sound and tight, and I've got appointments on the 15th to have some work done on me. Well, I'm going to go out today. It's freezing. There's a light snow falling still. I'll go out and do some light neck, and uh, I've been doing a lot of band work for my biceps. And we'll go from there. But I got to tell you. The rest was definitely welcomed. I didn't realize that I needed this much rest, but it's been a merry go round for six years with everything, and sometimes it's just good to do that. And recovery is the best thing you can do because if you go too long without recovery, then we got a problem. We got an injury, we got a tear, et cetera, et cetera. So take it away, John. I didn't mean to go on so long, but it's good stuff. No, it's good to hear that. But yes, you
1: find something through your excitement and everything with this three inch bar yep. lift uh and here's an example of thinking and then, after you did it, you were still super psyched, which really adds even more to the thinking, "Can I do this better? How can I make this better and then all of a sudden, you find yeah. out you were sorer than you imagined yeah. well that gave that led to another thought, a good one about Taking a brief rest, which, yep. by the way, when you went and did a work today or <laughs> yesterday, Two days really, in a row. really yep. isn't the idea behind a rest. Yeah. Uh, but but you'll 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 get to that, too. But this is the type of thing that all the originators in the power rack arrived at. They all had to be thinkers. If you would have seen pictures, well, you've probably seen them, of some of the early equipment that Paul Anderson built just to accommodate his excitement and his thought of how can I get stronger, how can I lift more weight? uh, It becomes almost an addictive type Mm -hmm. of thinking because Mm -hmm. one thing goes well and then immediately, you want to think into, how can I make this even better? Mm-hmm. And the big thing is that you are making progress this whole time because you will it. Yeah. So, in fact, I was telling you just this morning uh, about a fella, a young fellow from Australia that had written me. Uh, this guy despite the fact that he weighed less than 150 pounds Jesus. was a sponsor in a big biker bar, a very good at martial arts, yep. very wiry, rugged type as those Australians tend to be. Mm-hmm. But he was uh, in his position, not able to actually lift weights as such because uh, where he lived, nothing really was available And he really didn't have the money to completely outfit himself. So he asked me, how can I use this ISO stuff without, you know, uh, with very little equipment? And I said, "Do you have rubber bands, uh, power bands, and so forth, like Steve Santangelo shells. And he he said, uh, well, yeah, I I have them. And I says, well, I'm going to have you do them like Eric and I trained a power rack. Mm -hmm. And he said, "I, I don't understand. I says, well, think about it. If you add enough bands, Mm -hmm. uh, I said, do a warm-up set, get some reps in there to get the pathways going. I said, then add enough bands where you can't push or pull all the way. And you'll be doing almost the same thing as we do with the power rack. Uh, You can take, for instance, uh, what I call a standing bench press. Put the bands behind your back, hands in front of you, Mm -hmm. and press out. Now, if you had enough bands where you can only press three or four inches, the good thing about bands is you're not completely stopped. After you push that dead feeling, you can always get an extra quarter of an inch. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can tear the muscle up even more. And so he started doing this. Immediately he wrote me. He said, I'm feeling stronger all the time. (laughs) And I got a letter from him just this morning uh, that – he has gained from uh, well, he's gained twenty five pounds Incredible. basically. Solid muscle. He says, "I feel stronger than hell." Uh, he he said, "Now I I still can't really use weights because of rheumatoid rheumatoid whatever it's called, rheumatoid arthritis. 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 Yeah, yeah, I yep. could yep. pronounce it That's uh, right. in his shoulders and and upper body. So the bands still are his upper body work, and he's uh, uh, incorporated." Uh, a fairly heavy kettlebell for swings, but mm-hmm. he attaches the bands to them. Yep. So he figures that when he's doing these swings, and he does them for pretty good reps, uh, even though I I guess you can't really hold a swing too well, but uh, he figures he has the the 24-kilogram uh, kettlebell plus about 100-kilogram extra pressure with bands. Wow. So, yeah, he's getting a hell of a swing out of that. But he set for this weekend, he's entering a deadlift contest or Mm -hmm. a powerlift contest, I guess. He's always had uh, a natural inclination toward the deadlift. Yep. And at about uh, 175-pound body weight, he's figuring he's good for a 550 deadlift. That's awesome. So, you know, this was – Mostly innovation on his part. I gave him a little help. Mm -hmm. He thought it through the rest of the way. uh, The whole thing being that, yeah, this is unusual to be actually strength training with bands. But he found a way to make it work.
0: Well, you know what, John? Not only is that great to hear, but just think about what we've talked about in the recent shows, too. I mean, the last one we hit it, we didn't hit it totally, mainly because... You know, we've got our reasons right now because we are feeling a lot of stuff out and everything. But the heavy hands alone, we talked about warm-up. We didn't dive into it super deep. But I'm telling you right now, if you don't have Leonard Schwartz's book, books, you should definitely go out and get them. Because if you don't want to be doing the typical – you know, 135, 225, 315, and it's getting you nowhere, and you want to dive into this type of rack training and move heavy stuff and not be there for a week? Because I'm going to caution you, if you think we're full of shit here, you better listen right now. Those three ways of warming up to me, is it's worthless, all right? I, I'm sure people would argue me to death that it's not. But think about it. If, if you're doing, say, a set of 10, a set of 10, and a set of 10, that's quite a bit, all right, even with if you consider those lighter weights. Now, you want to get in the power rack and say your goal for the day is 500. So you're going to have to start in after that warm-up at least at 400, 405. Now, now we're talking dead stop. We're not talking rebounding. What do you think? Maybe you get the first one. Maybe you grind it out and you just, te- you know, tickle the uh, next set of rods. I'd be here to say if you went up because we're going five hundred. That's how I usually do things. Would be a four fifty. I think of things on a fifty pound increment whenever I'm going for. You're probably not going to move that. I don't want to. I don't want to put a wrench in anything. But from experience, you'd be surprised how quick this stuff zaps you. It's like kryptonite. Literally, until you can get going really substantially. And even then, I, that's what I love about weightlifting in life. It'll always give you a reminder. It might kick your square in the balls, man, and invite you to come back again. If you get that 500, it's going to be a tall order because that's going to have to be your push. So my point of the matter is, with John's influence, um, by the way, John, that breathing was from you too, from Hard Gainer. I didn't want, I forgot to tell you that. That's where I got the swallow from. That Oh, article okay.
1: Um, <laughs> so, so it comes around circle. Yeah, it, you
0: can't. I, well, I've been telling you, I've been rereading all your articles in Hard Gainer again. So um, my point of all this is that you should go out. We're giving you a lot of things here that will definitely propel you to wherever you want to go with this Power Rack training. And your warm-up is one of them. You heard me talk about Dennis, and we're trimming him off piece by piece by piece. All right. Um, I told you it'll be six and a half weeks this weekend. He's down 36 pounds already. I want him down another eight by this Friday. It's probably going to be a little tough, but I like to get him reaching for high goals. He usually averages five to seven a week right now. He'll be right near where we want to be now if he hits very close to 250 um he weighed 294 when he came here do the math that's that's substantial now one of the main things i do with him are the heavy hands i do them a lot of the ways john described through hard gainer if you don't have those you should go out and buy them all they still sell them might not be in the uh the book the original way it came the paperback But I do know because I bought early stuff from um, there, and, you know, they're all printed. I don't care one way or the other. As long as they're legible legible, and I can read them, and it's Stuart McRobert, I'll give him a plug. Um, But I would do that. I'd go out and get those books by Dr. Schwartz and get read up on them. I'm telling you right now, you get up to a half an hour of training with that stuff, you'll go in and rip the fucking bar in half. And I'm doing this with Dennis as a warm-up. I'll tell you quick, I'm going to go right to John. I think I told John, if I didn't, you'll hear it right now. We did quite a bit of sequences of of squat pull-ups. Um, long strength, obviously, 95 feet up and back. Uh, um, the heavy hand walk, the skiing walk. Do a lot of things I got from John here of a great thing he sent me by Dr. Schwartz that was never published, so I'm not going to get into a lot of that. A lot of dropping down, coming up, jab, jab, keep coming. I added a new thing last week where I make Dennis, when I yell kneel, he kneels and he comes back up off his feet like a slingshot. And then we do this quite a bit. We're into some of the shadow boxing. We'll get into it down the road. I have a tire that I call the box, and I stand him in that. And Dennis isn't a small guy. Neither am I. And the whole idea of this is not only to make you fierce. As I I told John, you know, my dad used to always say to me, you know, he would teach us how to throw punches and shit when we were kids. And one of the things I remember saying to me, is what would you do if you had to fight your way out of a corner? That's what propelled the box. And what I do with this box is the longest I've gone is 8 minutes and 32 seconds in it. Now, it's not all out punching and everything. You're moving around. You're throwing stuff. Usually the last minute, I'll go as hard as I can where it'll be like, wow. But the idea in the box is you're pinned in a corner. You got very little way to move. And the idea is to never tag the inside of the tire with your feet. you got to be so graceful every time you move, you learn how to coordinate yourself like that. I put them on that. It was absolutely insane. And I said, well, today we're going to do something real big. There's a 50, 80, and 100-pound sandbag, all new, made up just for you. Let's see what your conditioning looks like today. So I stood down the end of the 95 feet, and when I yelled go, there he goes. 50, no problem. 80, no problem. Now the 100 is gigantic. I should have filmed it, but I didn't. We will. I, I said, the clean's going to be the biggest thing, man. You got to lap that thing and come up. He went up and back. I couldn't believe it and put everything away, and I was like, wow. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So not only is it the way I'm doing things here, but it is the warm-up. And eventually, he'll be doing a half an hour of that whole warm-up. And it'll be magnified more and more because the better shape I get him and I keep bringing him down and down and down, the more we're going to do. Now, when you talk about brain power, I've got him reading everything. And we go over paragraphs of things before he gets started. Because I want to plant in his head right away that all we do here is we have a high level of faith and belief, and everything here is about success, even when we fall on the sword. That's it. It's all yours, John.
1: Well, the brain power comes into a lot of these things that you mentioned because you're always thinking, or you're you're simply not going to succeed. You mentioned the the heavy hands and uh, the fact that you like to do the shadow boxing, which is always my favorite, and it's not all that intense, so you better occupy uh, that time with thought. Now, when you're doing a heavy hands shadow box type of routine, like I do around the Haas uh, quite a bit, you always should visualize maybe actually being in a defensive position, uh and and beating the crap out of the people that are trying to attack you. Exactly. Uh you know, I I've done this a lot, uh obviously over the years. Uh and the good thing is I've never lost about it. <laughs> but uh the thing is you, you are always thinking, you're always saying now not only am i you know beating the adversary around me but i'm also preparing myself uh, to do the training and your thoughts sometimes go into that and everything as to uh you know how this is warming you up you're totally ready Mm -hmm. when you're about uh set to lift and you know just like you have to be really careful when you're doing this about not hitting the edges of that box that you're putting yep. yourself into. Yep. Uh, I have more of a problem, especially now. I have to be damn careful I don't break Marilyn's Christmas ornaments,
0: <laughs> which
1: are everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Because, you yep. know, she would notice the smallest yep. thing broken. So you you have to be careful there. But also... Uh, with the the thoughts behind this, I was one at, once asked by uh, a friend of mine. He was a, a very big uh, undercover state policeman mm-hmm. for for a neighboring state, and I knew him from our martial arts group. Uh, one of our he was one of my fellow instructors. Great guy, powerful guy, and everything. But he had never really lifted weights as such. Oh, I showed him the heavy hands and uh, the band work and everything. And he soon got into that, but he'd never actually lifted weights, especially nothing heavy. And he he just asked me point blank one time, he said, "Uh, aren't you awfully worried when you have 500 pounds on your back to go down for a squat? He says, what are you thinking when you're going down? He said, this could crush the life out of you. And I said, you know, when you develop the mind power through training, you never think of that at all. Never. Until he mentioned it. uh, I had never, ever given that a thought about dying under a bar. Yeah. Uh, But. He was right. I mean, that thing could could have done all kinds of things. And certainly we all have little mishaps with a weight on our back, but nothing, nothing serious. And I, I told him, I said, Jeff, I said, the only thing I worry about is going down and putting all my focus into getting back up. Yeah. I mean, everything is there. And that's the same thing that we're doing in a power rack, even though we're in a lot safer place thanks to those rods and everything. uh, That thing can't come down to crush us unless something really unexpected happens. But the fact is that all your focus, all your thought, the entire mental process is getting up. Meet that next rod or Mm -hmm. hold it up – off the bottom pins for X number of seconds. So it's a total thought press process with all this training, whether it's the warm up with the heavy hands or whether you're thinking about, uh, you know, going into doing something heavy uh, or even like my friend from Australia does, uh, holding on to an extreme push and maybe pushing a quarter inch more against bands that are basically stopped.
0: No, I totally agree. And, you know, when you are talking about that, the switches were going off on me like it was like Las Vegas, man. Um, I got to tell everybody, if you haven't done it, definitely it's time to get into it. But there's something else with this. When you are pushing off those rods and you're doing everything in your power to get it against the second set of rods for a push, even if you only hold it for a second because it's so heavy, I don't know exactly what could be formulating, but I can tell you this, there's no doubt in my mind, we're talking neurons, we're talking about all this cabling that's going through your subconscious mind. You know, if you go and look at a subconscious mind, you just see wraps and wraps of all kinds of electrical this, that, and the other thing. I, I, I just enjoy it. For a number of reasons, but I'll tell you what it is I'm finding more and more is, okay, we've had two monster days of snow here. I don't know. I, I Maybe it's just me changing with everything. It was no big deal. You know, while the rest of the world's out running around crying how bad it is, I'm like, okay, got to go out and do it. It's got to get done. Yesterday, do you think I want to pull the snowblower out? I had no choice. It was It was necessity. Fired that thing up. I was telling John, I had a tank top on in this type of weather. And everyone's like, that guy's got to be out of his fucking mind. Well, you know what? I didn't think I was going to pull that thing out and I could withstand. If if it got too much, I would have went and put a shirt on. I know enough when things are going to go bad, all right, if that's the case. So there I am with that big beast of a snowblower. I can't get my cars in the driveway. It's ice underneath. The, the foot of snow again. Said, well, I've got to do this because shoveling just isn't going to work. Go and fire that son of a bitch up. I was telling John, nothing's more of a wake-up call than when it grabs that wind and that snow you're blowing comes back at you, and it's all over your skin. I was like, that will wake you up to life. That'll tell you, damn it, I'm alive today. And I, I and I believe all this stuff that's been transpiring, and I've always been of this nature. I mean, you, if you've heard us for the last five years, you've heard the stories of my brother-in-law and I out in snow, you know, foot snow up to the kneecaps or just below. You know, the whole place lit up like it's daylight, and there we are out carrying of steel stones which you can barely grip because your flannel shirt is all ice now it's a hell of a feeling It's the same way when you walk in with that rack it doesn't matter how much the weight is if you're really focused into what you're doing and know this is what's got to happen right now and then you just kind of let it go do your breathing get under there properly, you know, I like just kind of wedging myself under there, you know, rubbing the traps against it, you know, you know, even doing like, you know, a a trap push, you know what I mean, a little shrug, if I can even shrug under it, anything to make contact to the brain, feet, hands, brain, away we go, ignite, and there's no way in hell that brain power isn't created there. Because it takes everything in your manhood to move that thing. What do you think? John said it over and over again. Think. Think. Recover. Eat. Testosterone. What do you think? You want to build testosterone? That's all you see on commercials, that Frank Thomas character. That shit's garbage. You want to build testosterone? Get in that power rack, baby. Build some mind power. Brain power distributed all through your body. You'll be walking around like you got a steel plate between your legs. It's all yours, John.
1: Well, there's, in my opinion, nothing like the mind-to-body connection as training into the power rack. You do this to a little, you know, to a small degree in all sorts of training that you do, but there's nothing like uh, the power rack for really – Pushing this, I mean the concentration and has to be exact. Yep. This is why back when uh, Doctor Ziegler trained Bill March and Lou Rickey that he actually hypnotized them yeah. before a workout. The total focus and concentration had to be there, and it's also probably why when Ziegler and March were working this that they went with a barbell for a slight movement simply because very few people could generate the focus and concentration that they would need with a pure isometric. Mm -hmm. Now, the ones that really succeeded with a pure iso and being able to continuously generate this mind-body- focus and power into an immovable object was, well, first of all, the originator of this, Alexander Zass. Yep. And the reason he did was because he was imprisoned Yep. when he was doing most of his ISO stuff. The only thing that he could uh, the only way he could exercise was by pushing or pulling against the bars in his cell Mm-hmm. or the, the chains uh, and leg irons that he was attached to. He was deemed as, uh, you know, uh, so dangerous because of the number of times he escaped by breaking these things Unreal. that they, they, they had to restrain him anyway. And he just trained against those until he developed the power to break them. Uh, so he was amazing. Another fellow, uh, ironically, another prisoner, that really developed this I'm not even going to mention his name <laughs> because he's still incarcerated uh he started with a I think something like a uh, uh very short sentence for some minor offense but he was he became such a dangerous prisoner mm-hmm. that He's still locked up, and it's like 40 years.
0: Oh uh,
1: cow. I mean, yeah, he, he, he's, he's had like a lifetime sentence for uh, basically, I think it was a $100 robbery or something. Wow. wow. But the thing was, he tra- the only way he could train was isometrically, and he developed a whole routine about it. and uh, The book that he wrote is kind of funny and everything. I mean, he sounds like a very intelligent guy, but they to this day – list him as Britain's most dangerous prisoner. Wow. And wow. what he did is, you know, they, they he'd break through bars. They, they put uh, eight-inch uh, glass that was bulletproof. He'd find a way to develop his mind and strength to punch through it. Yeah. If, if you could imagine that. And some of the other things he did uh, were completely mental because he's basically been in uh, – Solitary confinement for all these years. He's too dangerous to put wow. out any place else. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, the, uh, he did terrible things. He beat up guards it, 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 with the few days that they would let him. You know, out there with uh, ordinary prisoners yeah. who were actually very bad, bad news people. He'd beat them up. I yeah. Mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, he 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 could escape by breaking through things and everything. So uh again you know i'm i'm losing my point here because the guy was is funny but it kind of exciting and a yeah. tragic story yeah. but he developed the brain power to overcome just about anything exercise and strength wise and a lot of what he did was what we do in the rack except he didn't have a rack he had bars and he had things that were bolted on and uh this that and the other that uh you know, he put total focus into his training. It's all he had in life.
0: You know, John, that that's how that is outstanding stuff, anyways. And you know, we know about Zass because we've had people send stuff here constantly about more information in that in that article and the pictures you sent me, I put up there probably about three weeks ago. But you know, there's something about not only the power rack. Because, I mean, we we are very centered on that. But anytime you're grabbing something, pushing on something, it I'm telling you right now, it sets the mind off. And especially if you are so enamored in strength, if physical culture really has a foothold on you and you're getting into the stuff that we're talking about constantly now, you're going to discover things about you you never would have um i think that this t- well, i don't i i know this type of training i believe just opens the gateway of your mind and it can really foster other things in your life because if you go after everything with this determination and you're building these neurons and these networks to fire new things off of, because let's face it if John's if John's going to do a 500-pound dead stop squat, whether he did it 35 years ago or 10 days ago, something else went off in his mind. And maybe it's not going to be something that he's going to discover right away, but suddenly something's going to knock him over the head and say um, dot, 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 dot. And he'll be like, holy shit, I never thought that way or... I feel this much better. I'm ready for a 525. This is what happens. Like I said, the same thing with that squat last week. Everything seemed fine. That afternoon after I did it the night before, I blew out. Like It was like, what the hell just happened? I mean, everything was ass over end. But you know what? It was the best thing that ever happened for two reasons. Number one, give myself a little rest, though. I really haven't. And secondly, just think of what I have created in my mind now. I've extended my brain power because I survived that. And when you survive something like that, that makes me what, you know, John and I are always talking about thinking. I've thought about that for days and said, "Okay," went through it. The first day was wasn't real pleasant. And I was rocked like I hadn't been rocked in a long time. But once again, what did I just do? I just built the capacity to go bigger and heavier. And that's why we're here. Bigger, heavier, stronger, more powerful. And as I said before, you know, we're probably going to do, I don't know if we're going to do a show. I've already talked to John. You know, I basically call the power rack the four pillars of power. I've put that up in etched in stone and etched in stone for kids. I showed my rack. We're going to get a better picture because Dennis has got like a professional uh, camera and it's hard being it's in the back. And I'll even take the pictures of the other two power racks. Um, Just incredible stuff. And they are four pillars of power and they are four pillars of brain power. Because if you start to really understand what we're teaching here and what we're doing, we're not just telling you something for the sake of telling it. We're going to be doing more and more things with these bars and this rack. And, you know, like John said, maybe you do something, discover something we haven't. The amount of material and the ability to create here is endless. And I've said to other people, you know, I'd love to get this program in a high school football team. But you'd have to have everybody on board, and that might be a hard thing. But as I told John, give me your line. They can come over here, and I'll train them once a week. That's all. Give me your offensive line. I know they play, play, play both sides. Give me your quarterback so he doesn't get killed by the, the opponent if the, he's not getting blocked for properly. Things of that nature, because I'm telling you right now, you put somebody in that program, I've already extended it to a few people. I said, give me your worst player. He will be the guy that knocks people literally out of their shoes. They'll be afraid when this kid comes at them. It's all yours, John.
1: Well, the big thing is, and you mentioned sports, is that power rack training will actually enable someone to project what they can do or they want to do and make that possible. Now, of course, this would also... Uh, go to athletes once they develop that power, yep. uh, the mental power, they could project what they want to do. I know there were times back uh, when I was training uh, and working with the Power Rack that I'd be dissatisfied with where I was in a competition style lift. Yeah, and I'd just say to myself, "What am I sitting here moping about? I can." Imagine me doing this amount of weight, and why am I stopped here? There's no reason to be. I can push past that. Yep. Uh, a, a fellow once asked me, uh, how was it that you were able, a little guy that really didn't have the advantages and everything, your bone structure wasn't right, your body uh, uh, technique and everything just didn't seem To mesh with a, with a fairly heavy squat. How were you able to squat 500 so consistently in, in contests? And the thing was, I had just willed myself to do that, and I then I'd tell them, "Well, I can usually squat five hundred in a contest." This was back then, yep. by the way, <laughs> when I when I was a young guy, and yep. uh, of course back then too, that that might not sound like a lot these days, but we didn't have the advantages of drugs, uh, the excessive rapping, liberal judging uh And, and these uh, uh basically steel suits that they use these days, <laughs> yeah, steel. Uh, it, it, it was just all basically us. Yep. But I, I told them, hey, I can do it simply because in training, I've done 500 between training and competitions over 3,000 times. Yeah uh not 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 in one set by the way, but no. over the over the years uh and so that ingrains in your mind, yeah, you can do it, and you can go higher, yeah, all it takes is the willpower to do it yeah. uh I think I told you one time, Eric, I had this uh crazy little dream uh well it wasn 't a dream i'm I'm convinced to this day I could have done it that I could have been uh at five foot two one of the first, uh, power lifters to squat over a thousand pounds. Uh, if I trained and if I gained, uh, from my one hundred sixty pound pond body weight right, right. up to about 300, <laughs> but you know, this was my, and I, I figured I could do this, but, uh, You know who put the kibush to that. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, She didn't want to be married to somebody that was, uh, you know, basically a midget and weighed 300 or 400 pounds. Yeah, But I I bet you uh, to this day, I'm still thinking I could have uh, hit a really big number. Had I had decided to totally focus and go after that, I was convinced I could. And that's the big thing. Uh, that's the mental power again. Convincing yourself you can. And really, as we've talked before in the past, there are no limits no. in Power Rack. You just got to use your mind to allow you to do that. Well, right, you... now, right now, most of our listeners could probably squat 200 pounds more than they are doing. Yep. But their mind has not accepted that yet.
0: Well, you know, you made a great point among many there, and the word is imagine. When you take your imagination, and, whether you know, I'm a big believer in writing things down, what you want to accomplish, whether I do it with a business or training, and then you imagine it. Sit back and just Make a video in your head. And it might not be real easy at first, but you will develop it if you do it repeatedly. Repetition, 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 like Frank Klein says. And, you know, I'm going to leave off with this, and I'll let John summarize everything is this. Getting the power rack training. I said early on, even with that gentleman who called him a novice, which I wouldn't call him that. You know, he's beginning, he's obviously interested. Get a power rack or go somewhere there is. Have somebody that you can depend on that can measure your midpoint so you know where the hole is on the rack. Obviously count it up, write it in your notepad, have the record right there. Decide how far you want to move it. Now, if it's an Olympic bar, that's up to you. Two, four, six, I don't, it's up to you what you want to do. I don't think you need to go any more than two to four or three inches. It's you're going to have to weigh that out for yourself to push up against Um, and go at it. You know, as I always say, if you're going to wait for the right time, it's never coming to you. You know, people say to me, well, you should have waited and did this, that, and the other thing. For what? For what? Well, you know, it's, it's almost like the stars are lining up. The stars did line up. I went and did it. See, Going out and doing it is more than half the battle. It's getting started and having the gumption, the will to go out and accelerate this stuff and start making some big goals with it, some big success goals. The only way you're going to do that is not only listen to motivation and muscle over and over again, but you need reading material. You need to go out and listen to different people that have success. Somebody you admire if they've got something out there you like go out and listen to it over and over again but don't fall in the trap like john said you don't need all the gear in fact you don't need any of it maybe you get a decent lifting belt that's about it okay go in there with just gumption and will eat well sleep well if you feel you need another day take the damn day don't listen to these people say oh if you don't if you miss a day you're gonna lose all your gains anybody that's telling you that punch them in the face I'm serious. It's like they don't know what they're talking about. So what we gave you here today is this. It takes a lot of brain power to do what we love to do. And that's great because, as I said with my last workout, I built more brain power. I built more neurons in here. I built more positive energy. I built things where John and I are talking about it today. That right there is discovery. That right there is a solution all set. It came, it's here, and it went. Now, what you do is you keep building upon your brain power. John, summarize everything. Give out anything you want, and I'll uh, give my information. Just hang on the line, please.
1: Okay. I think the main thing from all of our talk here is just let your excitement go wild. Get enthused about what you do. There are no limits. Stay away from negative people. Mm Mm-hmm. If you feel you can do it, go after it, and you will. Uh, I think probably my biggest lesson in life on that uh, comes from kids. Now, I taught kids, and, of course, uh, I have two of my own, and it it was my two in training them, uh, Sean and Rob, that really set my mind straight on this. When they were training, they started at eight, nine years old yeah, uh, and, and trained into that, I had one fella really take me to task on that and said, are you nuts?
0: You're going to destroy
1: <laughs> these kids. Yeah, They'll never be able to do anything, uh, this, that, and the other. Uh, but kids don't have any boundaries. Nope. They don't know all these dire predictions. They just do it. So when Rob was 13... And he did a 1400 pound hip lift, uh, beating all the adults at that particular meet. Uh, this sort of showed that there are no limits. And of course, if you take the kids' mindset, and don't accept any limits, yep you're going to be making terrific gains by the way uh Rob's forty right now and completely healthy yeah. <laughs> it, 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 you know nothing broke up in him uh you know that that they claimed would happen right. uh, so you know you take it from that
0: well, not only that, John, I mean now you got dre, that's john's grandson, and if you've seen the pictures we put up and heard some of the things we said. Uh, I think if this kid stays on a straight and narrow with John, and he can keep him enthused, especially when we get these bars to him and everything, I, I'll tell you, if this kid likes the bars, I, I could see him crash in 500-pound squat pretty quick, mainly because John will teach him how to do it. But the way these things lay on your body, the way they're set up, it's a whole different feel. I don't care if you're using a buffalo bar a straight bar, an Olympic bar, and a LECO bar. It's totally set up because we've discovered something in the areas of the back where these pieces emphasize these different muscles. And this, to me, is what's going to make all the difference when all is said and done. Um, It's very exciting stuff. I mean, to discover things like this, You know, we talk about brain power. You know how I found this out? Just out of necessity, wanting to do it. Little injury here I wanted to be careful of. So we went out and did some different things to protect. And when you do that and it gives a chance for things to fix themselves or get them fixed, you're going to be in the ball game that much more. And that's what this is all about. And like John said with his two boys, Rob, look, he's 40 years old. He's not walking around with a cane Okay, that's my point. Stop listening to everybody. These people that are telling you have no credentials, most of them, and they all think they're experts, and they'll sit and laugh at what we talk about. Well, I'll guarantee you when you see, and I'm hoping my nephew Danny gets into some of this. I have no idea if he will, but we will see it with John's grandson. I guarantee it. I'm looking very forward to see what this young man can achieve because If he really gets into this stuff and starts seeing what's going to happen, I think the sky's the limit. I'd I'd like to see him on the football field. There wouldn't be anybody even could tackle that kid, let alone stop him when he's coming at you. This stuff produces power like you've never seen before. It's like, it reminds me of John when we were talking about this. um, in, In my favorite Hulk in 2008 with Ed Norton. Um, when he fought Abomination at the end, and Abomination had him, like, against the wall, and he stuck him with one of those horns in his arms right into his heart to try to kill the Hulk, and he says uh, he says to the Hulk, you don't deserve this power. Well, I got news for you. You do deserve this power, and the Hulk slammed his ass right through the ground, and I couldn't have been happier. But my point is, this is power this is gamma radiation which i always talk about the hulk the hulk the hulk because as i told with my brother jimmy i always said i will never get muscular dystrophy if i can be as strong and as powerful as the hulk think about that and that's what we're giving you here today brain power hulk size so um john anything else before we sign off Well,
1: nothing I can think of except have everybody be positive and everything. And uh, it's like your wish. I I sure hope that uh, Dre takes to your new bars when we get a hold of them, because uh, if he gets mad at me for training, I will be (laughs) facing the Hulk. He's twice
0: as big as I am right now. (laughs) Well, you know what? I think... um it's going to be very interesting. There's going to be a lot of interesting things that already are going on in this camp. There's a big buzz here. And as I said to everybody, if you like this stuff and you want to be part of it, keep talking about it. Keep putting it out in the atmosphere because I'm telling you right now, it all works. Um, this is Motivation Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. If there, well, well, we'll hit these two things quick. Go out to com. winners and champions. Come on in and invest in both FBC and m M&M. m It's all out there. Also, too, go out to motivationmuscle.com. I will have this show up by week's end. And if I get time, I'll write all the notes tonight. It could possibly be up tomorrow. We'll see what happens, what transpires. Um, also, too, as I said, go out to motivationmuscle.com slash category slash podcast. This will be number four that John and I have done, and we'll be doing our regular power, um, our power Rack segment this month, too. But we were talking about this the other day, and I said, if you're available, you know, I'd do as many shows with John as he wants to do. I never get sick of this. I could talk about this stuff all day. I just love it. The more you talk about it, the more you think. The more you think, the more you create, the more you create. Guess what? I am successful. It's not hard. John said the same thing. Be positive. Don't be a pessimist about everything. Oh, that won't work. Well, how do you know it won't work? Huh? How do you know your life won't work? That is what we're going to get rid of next year, I'm telling you. As Zig Ziglar said, we're going to get rid of stinking thinking, period. That's the way it is. And if you don't like it, you don't have to listen. I've had people say, well, you know, I don't like this guy and that guy. And you have to go somewhere else, I guess. But you're never going to get this type of knowledge, man, anywhere. These guys aren't doing the shit we're talking about. So that's neither here nor there. you got to make up your own mind. That's what life is about. You make choices. Um as I said, go out to uh, Motivation Muscle, sign up for our free newsletter, goes right out to my MailChimp account, and you'll get whatever content we put out, and we are content rich. Come on in here and uh, advertise at MotivationMuscle.com. The rates are extremely fair, and if you know me, I will work hard as hell for you to establish your brand and get you business, and it's vice versa. You're helping us out. And we're earning our way just like you are. That's very important. Also, too, our YouTube channel, Fiorello Barbell Company, Real Men, Real Strength, Real Power. If there's a show you'd like John and I to do, Fiorello Barbell at nycap.r.com. There's nothing we can't do, obviously. Um, Also, too, we're on iTunes and Stitcher. Give us a five-star review. That's what we've gotten. We thank you for that. We're on Spotify. We're on Google Podcasts. If someone seeks you out in the gym or the concrete jungle Never be afraid to give them five words of wisdom. Five words can change your life, and believe me when I tell you that. As my mom said when we were kids, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile for that day. This is a tough time for a lot of people. I think a lot of people are living very tough lives. I think it's just a lot of things going on. And they don't know how to fight them. And when you're told at every corner, live like this, or nothing's going to change, I mean, eventually that mindset becomes permanently screwed right into your subconscious mind, we're here to change all that, believe me, and you're the one that's got to change it, we will give you the tools, though, to do it, also, too, if you're going to lift it, bend it, break it, twist it, press it, pull it, squat it, if you're going to lift stones, turn them into dust, also, too, um, let me think, the domination stone, that's our Husa Steel stone, one of four, Dominate, obliterate, and dent everything in your path, and we clear cut the path. We follow no one. No one will ever clip our balls. And as Russell Fur says, from the beginning, when I listen to your shows, I swear there's testosterone dripping out of my speakers. It's a tidal wave higher and wider every day, brother. This show, etched in stone, FBC, everything is growing and growing and growing. It has taken on its own personality. And I couldn't be better because I'll tell you, I've busted my stones very hard to get to this point and will keep going no matter what. Also, too, Frank Klein, my greatest college professor, repetition, 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 quitters never win, winners never quit. My dad, my dad's anniversary is the 15th of this month. We lost him. Um, Be a leader, not a follower. And believe me, if there was ever a leader, that was my pop. And I'll go down and honor him and Jimmy on the 15th. I always do. No matter what the weather is, whatever, it's that important. And when people say to me they're not there, I don't give a damn. I love my father and my brother. Totally. So you do those things unselfishly because that's what we are here. Also, too, John Ridge, another one who is like my father figure, As my dad had passed away quite a few years before I met John, he was my chiropractor. We lost him four years this past August to cancer. He'd walk every patient to the door and say, keep smiling. Say that to yourself. I'm telling you, I got a grin from ear to ear right now. Um, John was a man's man, just like Frank Klein and my dad. Good men. And you knew where you stood with them. To me, that is the most important thing that you could ever do for me. Know where you stand with people because then you can make a decision whether you want to be there or not. Don't waste your energy on things that just don't matter. Also, too, be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road and watch the world go by. Tell a million of your friends that we're coming at you because we won't kick your door and we'll blow the roof off your house. Get in. Pass out com. Join Etched in Stone, Etched in Stone for Kids, and don't forget about the FBC blog on Fiorello Barbell Co. Go out and just look at all the articles John has written for me. Just outstanding stuff. You don't find stuff like that anywhere anymore, especially with the background, and i have done it, doing it, and will do it. Think about that, all right? That's where your investment is uh les brown you all have greatness in you we take it two steps further we believe in you and we got your back and before i sign off with john you're all winners you're all champions and you're all unstoppable and you are all geniuses those that aren't telling you that or they're put down artists you know what i tell you time to go make some new friends be around leaders be around people that have climbed climbers you can emulate after and use your own ability to formulate how you want to do it, but you got to get a start. Just like with brain power, you've got to make the start. Everyone, John, always an honor. Thank you for having on, brother. Well, thank you for having me. Anytime, sir. You're always welcome here. So for John McCain, Eric Fiorello, as I said, we'll have this show up, in, you know, probably near week's end or earlier depending on what's going on here, but it'll be up before the weekend. Have a great rest of the week. Think about deeply what we're talking about. Throw those headphones on, your earbuds, and listen to this thing until you get a headache. That's I'm telling you. That headache will be brain power. Have a great week, and thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to Motivation & Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll see you, see you next time. time.